Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Welcome to episode 112, The Gift of Failure. This episode today is going to be a follow-up, kind of a part two to the episode that we did last week. And so if you got any value out of the last episode, wait until you hear this one. But hey, listen, before I get into the meat and potatoes of today's message, I do want to kind of discuss the proverbial elephant in the room, so to speak. Some of you might be a little shocked because the intro for the show has changed. Yes, it's taken 111 episodes But I finally decided to update the intro and the music. And unfortunately, you're going to have to stare at my face when you're listening. We changed the cover art of the show as well. So hopefully we don't have too much of a revolt. I have a sneaky suspicion, though, that if you're anything like me, most of you probably fast forward through the music part anyway. I know that I find myself doing that. I just had this thought. I said, well, If I do this on all the podcasts that I listen to, then my listeners probably do that for the most part. So why not shorten it up and just make it easier to get into the meat and potatoes of the show? So so that's why we did that. You know, I wanted to say something. I was like, should I say something? But I just sometimes I feel like it's weird when people completely change their branding of their podcast and they just don't say anything. So I said, hey, look, let me talk about it. Yeah, I wanted to do a little bit of refresh. So we hope you love the new intro. But also wanted to go back to you know the branding and positioning of me as your virtual upline, and we did a little bit of a cover art redesign, so hopefully you like that as well. And hey, look, if you like it, let us know. If you like the new intro, let us know as well, but this is going to be how we're going to be moving forward. But anyway, let's get into the message for today, the gift of failure. This is going to be a really, really powerful message, I promise you. You know, last week, we talked about overcoming the fear of prospecting. And we dove deep into exactly what fear is, right? Fear is just imagining a negative outcome for an action that you haven't taken yet. And I want to thank all of you that reached out to me, that tagged me on Instagram and sent me messages saying how much that particular message, that episode resonated with you. And look, if you haven't had a chance to hear that yet, I highly recommend you do that now, right? I actually recommend you pause this episode, go back, listen to number 111, How to Overcome Your Fear of Prospecting, because that episode is really going to kind of lay the foundation for what we're going to talk about today. You know, we talked about and I introduced the concept of red lights and green lights and how we create stories anytime we feel fear. And those stories, they either hold us back or they give us what we need to move forward and take action. And of all the stories that we create in our business that hold us back, the one that I see happening most commonly is around failure. And this week, I'm going to give you a totally different way to look at failure. I'm going to teach you that by adopting a more healthy attitude towards failure is actually the key to you unlocking everything you've ever wanted in your business and in your life and how the current thinking and story that you have when it comes to failure is actually what is keeping you stuck. So let's talk about that first. Let's dig into what we most commonly really develop in terms of our thought process around failure. 
Most of us, and we learn this from a very early age, we view failure as a bad thing. We're taught that it's not good to fail at the things that we do. It's interesting because Shannon is actually reading a book right now that I'm going to read when she's done, but she's been kind of like giving me the updates. And it's called The Gift of Failure. And that title of that book and some of the conversations that she and I have had really gave me the inspiration to create this episode today. But the book is basically about how the best parents learn to let go so that their children can succeed. And how that there's almost this kind of epidemic today that as parents, we so want to try to overprotect our children and never let them fail and always correcting their mistakes, right? Hovering. I forget. She said there's a terminology that they call the parents and it's like, helicopters or something. And by the way, I do fall victim of that. I have to be honest. She kind of yells at me sometimes because I literally won't let Grayson more than five feet out of my sight following him in the playground and just trying to hover over him. I'm a hoverer in terms of my parenting style. But I realize that this is not the right thing to do, right? Because we have to, and this is what the book talks about, we've got to give our children a chance to experience failure in a healthy way, not to make it wrong right? Not correcting them when they don't do something right all the time. We've got to give our children the opportunity to learn to solve their own problems. And what winds up happening is in the short term, we create this pleasurable situation for them, but we're debilitating them long term in terms of the way that their character develops. And what happens is we learn from an early age, we develop this belief that failure is the opposite result of success. And I can remember that in my early days of my business, I fell victim of this all the time. And it's interesting now because being a parent, being more sensitive to the way that you parent your children, it just gets you to start thinking about your own experiences of how you were brought up and the way that you've lived your life and how that maybe has influenced your results. And when I start thinking back to my early days of entrepreneurship, I think about how I would approach failure. And this is what I would do. I would start taking action. And then when things didn't go the way that I wanted them to, people were saying, no, I was failing. I immediately thought that it was because I was doing something wrong. Almost like if you could picture, I envisioned failure and success like I was standing at this fork in the road. And on one path, let's say to the left, was the path to success. And the fork in the other road going to the right, a totally separate path, was the path of failure. And I would envision in my mind, and I would do this unconsciously without realizing it, is that if I was failing, it must have meant I was on the wrong path. And this mindset kept me stuck for years in my business. And here's the reality that I've learned, the relationship between success and failure. And this is part of changing your mindset around failure, is that they are not two different paths. There is no fork in the road. They are the same path. You literally have to fail your way to success every single day. See, what we eventually learn is that failure is an unavoidable and necessary part of success. And that the problem that I had, and I bet the problem that many of you have, isn't that you're failing because that's unavoidable. It's how you view failure. It's the story that you create around what failure represents in your business and in your life. 
See, if we view failure as a sign that we're doing it wrong, that we're not on the right path, or a lot of times we fall into this trap of thinking it means we're not good enough, right? We wind up defining our own worthiness by the yeses and the noes. If we get a no, it must mean we're not good enough. If we get a yes, if we get a check, if we get a rank advancement, then we will be good enough. And I'll tell you, if you struggle with that conversation, I recommend if you haven't, you go back when you're done this episode. We'll link this in the show notes. Episode 107 of this podcast, I talked about those of you that struggle with inconsistency and how inconsistency really stems from issues of worthiness. So maybe you need to go back and listen to that if you have a little bit of a challenge in that area. But here's what we eventually learn is that the only difference between successful people and failures or people that never succeed and stay stuck is successful people build their results on a top of a pile of failures. People that don't succeed, people that stay stuck, get buried by them. And I'm telling you, until you can change your mindset and relationship to failure and the thoughts and the stories that you have related to the no's in your business, you will never get where you want to go. So today, I'm going to share with you my own personal experience in this area. And some major changes that I had to make in my business and my life. And even over just the last couple of years, the last three years, when I started this journey as your virtual upline, right? As a lot of you know my story. By the way, I'll share more of that story. I really have a plan to share more of my own personal journey and experience in my business and how it can relate to your business. But over the last three years, okay, and I'm just talking from a results perspective. I've been able to increase my income by 10 times what it was before. And I don't share that with you to brag to you, okay? Because you know me, you know that's not me. But I share it with you only as evidence and proof that no matter where you are in your business and your life, you can make increases in your results that are so far beyond what you could ever believe possible for yourself if you can just start changing your current thinking, And the number one area where some of you have to really shift your thinking is around this topic, failure. And if you can, if you can really, really learn the lesson that I'm going to teach you today, it can help you create similar results in your business and in your life. But here's the big shift, big shift that I had to make when it comes to failure and the thing that once I understood literally changed my life. The yeses will build your business. The noes will build you. See, we only grow through our failures. And the problem that most of you have is this. You haven't failed enough yet to help you become the person that you need to be to deserve success. Look, the yeses are great, but it is the no's that are the key. See, When you take an action, this is the mindset, this is the philosophy, this is the thinking I want you to adopt. When you take an action, one of two things happen. You either get the result you want, which is the yeses, and the yeses are good. We need the yeses. Eventually, somebody's got to buy, somebody's got to join, right? The yeses are good, but the no's are great. Here's why. You either get the result you want, or you get the lesson that you need. And the lessons that you need only come through the no's. I got news for you. You do not learn and grow through success. The yeses will teach you very little about yourself. 
It is the no, changing your mindset, adopting a more healthy relationship to the no's, pulling the wisdom from your failures, not defining yourself by them. That's the key to unlocking what you want. And if you're not where you want to be in your business right now, I promise you it's for one reason only. You have not got the lessons that you need to go to the next level of success. Because, like I said earlier, the lessons you need only come from your failures. You've heard me say this before. I really believe that network marketing is a character development program with a compensation plan attached. And here's what I know about character. Character is only forged during times of failure, challenge, and adversity. You do not develop character when things are going well. Anybody can lead when things are going well. This is the reason why I say failure is actually the greatest opportunity that you will ever have to get to know your true self. I want you to ask yourself a question. How do you react when things are not going your way? The answer to that question will reveal to yourself your true character. Your character is not who you pretend to be, the personality mask that we so often wear. It's who you really are on the inside. And that only will be revealed when things are not going well and the you-know-what hits the fan. If some of you are honest with yourself, you've got a lot of work to do in this area. Listen, in order for you to receive the lessons, here's what you have to do first. You've got to change your relationship towards failure. You have to start looking at it as an opportunity. Failures are opportunities. This is the gift that failure gives us. Failure gives us an opportunity for us to learn and grow. And the mistake that people make is they view the no's and failure like what I did in my early years. They view it that it's something we're doing wrong. We're on the wrong path. We better stop and train more and watch more videos and listen to more Facebook lives and read another book. It's a self-perpetuating cycle. I want you to ask yourself this question. Do you feel stuck right now? I bet you there's a vast majority of you that if I asked, you said, yes, I feel stuck right now. And I want you to understand where feeling stuck comes from. Stuck is your soul's way of telling you, reminding you, tapping you on the shoulder and saying, hey, you're not growing anymore. It's your soul's way of telling you there's a lot more out there for you. There is a bigger calling for your life. There is potential and gifts inside of you so much greater than what you see right now and you're holding it back. See, it is a spiritual function feeling stuck. Feeling stuck is not bad. Feeling stuck is a sign you have to wake up to. Just like when your body needs nourishment through food, it lets you know through hunger. Or if you start getting dehydrated, it cues you in through thirst. Soul stuck is a spiritual function. And if you start looking at stuck that way, and anytime you feel stuck, if you say, huh, what areas of my life am I not growing anymore? That's the key to making the change. And my goal in this training, this episode today, is to get you to understand if you can start embracing failure and embracing the nose always looking for that lesson and that opportunity inside of it, not defining yourself by the failures, you will begin to grow as a person. 
Your skills will start to increase, your confidence, your belief, your enthusiasm. And here's the miracle of this process. You will be on your way to getting more yeses. See, that's the thing that I didn't understand for so long. When I was clinging to my fear and I wasn't taking action, every time you don't take action, it does the opposite. It kills your confidence. It kills your belief. It kills your enthusiasm. You've got to reverse this process. See, think of it like this. I heard it said this way once, and I thought it was so good. You've got to learn how to increase your failure threshold. Think of it like this. If you don't consistently fail, how are you ever going to know what you are truly capable of doing in your life? You have to define the upper limits of your current capabilities. And some of you have no idea what you're capable of. Because you've never even come close to pushing yourself hard enough. I think Thomas Edison was quoted as saying, if we accomplished literally half of what we were capable of, we would astound ourselves. And I will say the same thing to you. I think back to my own early days when I was controlled by this fear of public speaking, unwilling to give presentations and prospect people because I just felt like I wasn't good at something like that. And how for years I was held back by this fear. But it wasn't until I was willing to start facing it and taking action, I discovered these gifts inside of myself. And the same process is going to work for you. Look, a lot of you, you've just been trapped inside your own comfort zone. It's become your own self-imposed prison. And here's what you have to do. You've got to make a decision. It all boils down to this. Are you going to choose your own comfort and the short-term pleasure of staying where you are? Or are you going to choose your own potential? And if you decide to choose your potential, here's the price you're going to have to pay. You're going to have to pay the price of being willing to show up every day, facing your fears, getting uncomfortable, embracing uncertainty, and failing and growing every single day. You have to stop resisting it. You must embrace it. You must fall in love with the process of facing your fears. Contrary to what most of you think, because I know where you've been focusing your time, you do not have a knowledge problem. Let's be real. You already have more than enough information in your head, in your notebooks, to become as successful as you could ever imagine in your life. Here's what you have, an execution problem. You have an implementation problem. You're not executing enough. You're not implementing fast enough. You're not taking enough action consistently to learn the lessons that you need to start growing and becoming the kind of person that deserves the success that you keep saying you want. Look, you can keep saying you want it, but if your actions are not showing it, then what are you really committed to? You're not committed to success. You're committed to staying comfortable. To being in control. Short-term pleasure, for which, by the way, will lead to long-term pain. And some of you are experiencing that long-term pain right now. You're looking back at your life and looking at all the should-haves and could-haves and unrealized opportunity and how much further you thought you would have been ahead. Well, I want you to be honest with yourself. It's because you've not shown up the way that you need to. But here's the beauty of this process. It's never too late to start. That's the most redeeming quality of us as human beings, we can decide to change whenever we want. And why I love this business is I don't care how bad it's been. You can start over today. Start becoming the person that you need to be 
to deserve the results and watch how things change. And when I go back to last week's episode and we talk about prospecting, let's apply this lesson to that. Who cares if someone says no? So what? What does it really mean to you if you adopt this mindset that I'm teaching you today if someone says no? All it means is that every single no that you get is an opportunity for you to become more, which guess what? Will lead you to more of the yeses. You do not pursue success. You attract it to you. And look, I'm going to just be honest with you. Some of you, your problem, you're not good enough yet. And maybe nobody has pointed that out to you, but I will. And I don't say it in a mean way because here's how I know you're not good enough because you don't have the results. If you were good enough and you were showing up every day, you would have the results that you want. Some of you are not good enough. Now, that doesn't mean you're not worthy. It doesn't mean you're not deserving. It doesn't mean that you can't become enough. But you want to know why you're not good enough yet? You're not failing enough. You're not learning the lessons that you need to go to the next level. You have a negative, unhealthy attitude towards failure. So do you see how you've just created this vicious cycle, this self-perpetuating cycle of being stuck? Look, here's a great piece of advice I could give to you when it comes to prospecting. Number one, don't attach your own worthiness to the yes and no's. I talked about that in episode 107, right? We'll link it in the show notes. Go listen to that when you're done here. But here's another one that will really help you. And I want to share a story that I think perfectly illustrates this. Always assume positive intent. Last week, we talked about red light stories, green light stories. What is the story that you're making up surrounding the circumstance in front of you that's either causing you to take action, green light, or keeping you stuck, red light? And I want to share a personal example with you that I think demonstrates this. If you can always assume positive intent, I want to share a story. Shannon, when we first had Grayson and he was getting old enough to start going on play dates and she was taking him to classes and it was really stressful for her to find mom friends because none of her friends had kids around the same age. And she would go out and she would meet these moms. And it's funny, she would kind of come home like it's like dating. Like we're trying to figure out, are you weird? Am I weird? Okay, you're kind of normal. Do our kids like each other? Let's hang out. Let's see, right? And I got it. But she was really stressed out over it. And she met this one, one of the first moms that she met. And she exchanged numbers and texted her to hang out for a play date. And this particular mom never texted her back. Shannon did what most of us would do. She assumed negative intent. She assumed that that meant that she didn't like her, she wasn't good enough, whatever that was, and it created this really negative feeling, and it made her feel really bad about herself. Well, fast forward to today, what wound up happening was just through a series of running into one another and meeting mutual friends and so on, so they started hanging out, and Shannon started to get to know her a lot better. And what she came to find out about this particular mom was that by her own admission, she, you know, she was a teacher. So during the school year, things were really crazy. She could barely ever do much of anything. Summertime, her schedule changed. So Shannon started hanging out a lot more with her in the last couple months. And what she came to find out is that this mom was like, I'm horrible with texting people back. I do it to my husband. I do it to my family. I do it to my friends. It's a big joke. They always make fun of me. And Shannon has come to like truly, really be close to this person. And our kids love each other. They're like so friendly. And the other day, Shannon took Grayson, and Grayson's like at the stage now where he's like, 
he'll hit people sometimes if they take his toy and we're trying to nip that in the bud. And it happened and Shannon was really embarrassed. She felt bad. She left the class that they were in. And this particular mom called her up afterwards and was like, hey, I just wanted to see, are you okay? I was thinking about you. I know that I would feel terrible if I were you. And it was interesting because Shannon said, you know, I can't believe how I had this wrong impression of her. And she's exactly different of what I made up in my mind. And this is the perfect example of how. If we can just assume positive intent in everything that we do and that people's intentions are good and that no's aren't bad, if you send a message to someone and they don't respond, who cares? It doesn't mean that they don't like you, that you're not good enough. It just means they didn't respond. I'm sure they meant to. They probably forgot. If we can assume positive intent, it changes the way that we approach failure. And look, here's what I want you to do coming off listening to this episode. I want you to really examine the current thinking and story that you've created around failure. What do you think failure means to you? What are the no's representing in your business and in your life? Take a couple of minutes and write down your answers. I bet some of you will be shocked at the things that come out. And ask yourself this. Is that perspective, is that thought, is that story going to serve you in reaching your potential and hitting your big goals that you have for your business this year? Are you choosing your own comfort or your potential? And I want you to make the decision today to adopt a new mindset, a new story, the things that I've shared with you here that have changed my life that I know will change your life as well. So, hey, listen, everyone, I hope you got a ton of value out of the episode today. Do me a favor, share it with somebody that you think it could help. If you loved it, let me know. Tag me on Instagram, leave me a comment, leave a review if you feel so inclined to do so. I love hearing your feedback and your stories. They really inspire me to continue to do what I do here and want to serve all of you at a higher level. So I love all of you for being here. Be a part of this community, this mission. I will talk to you soon on the next episode. Take care.